What is up, Financial Freedom Fast Fam? Today, we are going to be talking about the four ways that you can make money in real estate. It's going to be a quick one. I'm going to teach you why I chose real estate, why I think real estate is the best investment, because there are four ways that it pays you, and there's no other asset that you can find that is this advantaged and this predictable such great dividends that real estate pays before i dive into that people just want to ask you to please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast that you are getting notified every monday wednesday friday when these things drop and you know what make sure you get notified anyway because i drop them sometimes on tuesdays and thursdays too as little add-ins and bonuses for my Financial Freedom Fest fam, my peeps, my peep peeps out there. Let's rock that. Please leave a review. Message me when you do, and we can have a chat. Message me at Matt Amabile, M-A-T-T-A-M-A-B-I-L-E. Love you guys. Let's get to rocking. So the four ways that real estate can make you money. These four ways, just to start off right off the bat. Cash flow, appreciation, loan pay down, tax benefits. The first one, cash flow. This is how we reach financial freedom. Appreciation. This is how we increase the value of our properties. Loan pay down. This is the tenants paying down your loan, which is essentially making an equity bank for your property building up value in your property for you. And then there's tax benefits, which is the fourth way, which basically allows you to write off all the income that you bring in from your real estate and pay no taxes on it. So let's start with cash flow. This is what brings you to financial freedom, right? What is cash flow? Cash flow is your income minus your expenses and reserves, things like that. That is your net cash flow, your net income, your cash flow, the stuff that you get to take and live off of. That's your cash flow, right? And you can find out what that would be by analyzing properties. You can find out how to analyze properties by listening to my podcast. I think I dropped it like three weeks ago at this point. By the time this drops, it's not going to be three weeks ago. But one of my earlier Friday podcasts is how to analyze rental properties. Go listen to it. I also have it on YouTube. Go watch it. Go find out how to do this for yourself. So basically, the quick and dirty cash flow, what you do is you take your income. Let's say you have a four-unit property. I'll give you an example with my four-unit property. So my four-unit property, and I will make it as if I don't live here, which I do. So I'm going to make it like I don't live here. My four-unit property has four apartments. Each apartment can rent for $1,200. So that's $4,800 a month. That is all the income that this property brings in. Doesn't bring in any other money. So $4,800. I have a mortgage on this property that I pay to a bank. And now that bank also pays for my taxes and insurance. So all of my mortgage taxes and insurance are all in one payment. That's $2,000. $100. Now, the only other expense that I pay at this property is water. So that's a hundred dollars a month. So that is, oh, okay. So I pay water 
and I also pay a sewer tax. So my sewer tax is paid quarterly, and it comes out to around 200 bucks per quarter. So that's around $50 a month. So if you equate it, add it all up, we've got $2,100 in a mortgage, taxes, and insurance, $100 in water, that puts us at $2,250 in sewer tax. $2,250 is the expenses on this property. This property brings in, if I wasn't living here, $4,800 a month. So, I mean, subtract four, subtract $2,250 from $4,800. That gives you a lot, a good amount per month. Like, what, $2,550? exactly $2,550. It's a good amount of money for one property to make me every single month. Now, what you can also add in is things like, so that would be my cash flow, right? If this whole thing was rented out right now, I live in one unit. So take another 1200 off of that. So it makes around 1300 bucks a month but other people add in things like vacancy expenses and repair expenses and all that good stuff. This property, I have not really had to do any expenses on it because everything was new. I like added in all new appliances, all new capital expenditure items like furnaces, roofs, new roof, plumbing, all that good stuff. It's all replaced, so it's all safe. So it safely cash flows me 1300 bucks while I live here. So that's your cash flow. That's the money you get to spend. Next, we go on to appreciation. So appreciation is the value increase in a property, right? So there's two types of appreciation. A lot of people think of, when they think of real estate, they think of appreciation, right? They're like, the value is going to go up and I'm going to make so much money. I like real estate more for the cash flow, but let's talk about appreciation. So what flippers do, which is what a lot of people think about when they think about real estate, is they force appreciation. So they take a property that's worth $100,000 and they put $50,000 of work into it. So it was worth $100,000. Then they put $50,000 into it, but now it's worth $300,000. So they force the value of that building from $100,000 to $300,000 by putting in $50,000. The nice thing about forced appreciation is most of the time it's pretty predictable, right? How is it predictable? You can look at comparables in the area. So if you have a single family home in one area and the next door neighbor has the same exact layout, three bedroom, one bath, and it's sold for $400,000, you can expect to sell that property if it's within the same period in the same market cycle, you can expect to sell the next door neighbor house for around the same exact price if you give it the same type of feel. If you upgrade it, maybe you get a little bit more. Downgrade it, maybe you get a little bit of less. But it's easily predictable you can force the value up of your buildings. A good way to do that is adding bath, adding bathrooms, adding bedrooms, redoing the bathroom, redoing the kitchen, making it real nice. There's another type of appreciation, which again is the increase in value of real estate. And that is natural appreciation. So natural appreciation is just the market, how the real estate market moves. If you hear some people saying, oh, the real estate market is crazy right now. It's so high. Or, yeah, the market tanked last week. That's how the market is doing. Like 
our values raising, our values going down. Typically, year over year, since 1990 to 2023, the average annual increase per year, even with the 2008 crash up to 2023, because we did have a big boom. We all know that. Like, we had a big crash. We had to expect a boom at some point. And it's only a 10-year period. Imagine over the next 50 years anyway, we're going to have a ton of this stuff going on. Like, crazy stupid. But imagine we still gone up 4% every single year, even with a big crash. And then a big jump. 4% year over year for the past, over the past 30 years or so pretty crazy and uh, yeah so natural appreciation basically goes with the market it, it, inflation also helps to drive prices of things up and ultimately that prices of things flow into the housing market too it costs to build houses um if costs of building houses go up it also adds to rental income most of the time because if the cost of building houses go up and less people are building houses, there's less houses for people to be moving into, which means that more people have to live and rent in other places, which means there's a higher demand. When there's a higher demand and the same supply, it's going to raise the price of the rent. Just a little bit of a economics of rental prices for you. So now we have gone over appreciation cash flow. What's loan pay down? That's simple, right? We take out a loan at a bank. We buy $200,000 property. The bank gives us a loan for $150,000, right? So we have a loan for $150,000 over 30 years. And you could do that over 15 years. Some loans are 20 years. Some loans now are even 40 years, right? But overall, most people go with a 30-year loan. And when you rent out your property, your tenants are paying down the loan. So the great thing about that is that like over time you're making cash flow, but you're also paying down the loan of the property. So in the, this runs off of something called an am, amortization schedule, right? So if you have a $150,000 loan, 30 on a 30 year loan amortization, I'm going to look this up for us right now at year 15, if we look at this. If I go to an amortization schedule at year 15 with a 5.75% loan, we will have a loan balance of $85,000. So that means about $65,000 of the loan will be paid off by your tenants. That is a property that is paying you cash flow every single month and making you money. And it's also paying down this loan. If you think about it in 30 years, it's going to pay it all the way down to zero. So that asset will probably appreciate also. But even if it doesn't, and it's worth $200,000, you now have this basically big equity bank. And it's called equity. It's basically how much ownership you have in the property. You, you own the property entirely now. So you have equity of $200,000 if the property doesn't increase over 30 years, which is it's going to happen. Your property is going to increase over 30 years. But if it doesn't, you have a value of $200,000 just sitting there ready to be tapped, or you just don't pay on a loan on it anymore. And maybe that's the best decision for you. And lastly is tax benefits. So real estate is a really well tax advantaged asset. 
And why is that? The government basically wants to reward you for being a owner of real estate or not having to rely on the government for housing payments or not having to rely on the government to build more housing for you to live on. The government will reward you as an investor or as a homeowner too, right? There's like multiple different benefits. If you buy your first property, even if you live in it for two years and you do work to it, you don't have to pay capital gains when you sell it. So if you buy a $200,000 property and you, in two years, it's worth $400,000 and you sell it, you make that $200,000 extra split there and you don't have to pay any taxes on it. Typically, you'd have to pay around fifty dollars to $60,000 in taxes, but the government wants to reward you for taking a risk and going out and doing that type of work. You can also use real estate. You can write off real estate rental income. You can write it off with things like cell phone bills. You can write it off things like driving and gas and anything that you put into your real estate business, you're able to write it off. And obviously don't listen to what I'm saying. Go talk to an accountant. Find somebody who's, who knows their real estate in accounting but i know that a lot of these things as long as you keep track of them the right way and you document them the right way you can write off so much and it can take your rental income from a hundred thousand dollars a year to zero dollars a year and you don't have to pay any taxes it's great real estate's awesome i think so i really want to buy more get more property so if you know of anyone selling a good deal, or you want to partner with me on a deal, reach out to me at Matt Ambiel, M-A-T-T-A-M-A-B-I-L-E. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys. Hope you got something from this podcast. If you did, leave me a five-star review. I appreciate all of you and look forward to talking soon, peeps. Peace.